Dojo Store. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dojo Storm podcast. We didn't die. <laughs> so this is season two. We figured just start a new season since we kind of flaked for a little bit. <laughs> As always, joined by Ash the Blue Belt this season. What? <laughs> That's you. What's going on, Ashley? Nothing much. How are you? Uh, sore. What does that mean? What does sore mean? We just finished training. Oh, sore. <laughs> I thought you said soul. I was like, is this some Portuguese? I don't know. Some no, no. <laughs> no, we just we just finished a good training session and uh I'm old and my hips are trash. So sore. Yeah, nope, not a language lesson. <laughs> just an old man bitching. <laughs> so man, it's been when did when was the last episode? Probably June. I don't, I want to say it was May. Was it? Because you fought the Boise Open. That was June. That was June. Right. And we didn't record after that. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, no, no, no. We did. We did. We did. Because on the last episode, we asked you to compare and contrast IBJ. That was your first IBJJF tournament. It was like right after the tournament. Right. But it was before you got your blue belt. Yes. Ah. So that's huge, right? Like a lot of people don't even make it that far. Um, And then... You didn't quit after you got your blue belt, which nope. is also amazing. That's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, there's still time. You could quit if you want. But I don't want to quit. I just have been in a major slump. No, that, that's part of it. Um, that happens to everyone. It's happened to me at every belt, except for white belt. I wasn't there long enough. But, like, blue belt, especially you start riding high and then, like, down and then, oh, yeah. then back up and then purple belt and then... It's like a roller coaster every month. Yeah. No, jujitsu is, it's going to be. And sometimes it lasts longer than that too. Like that slump. I think I had like a solid six month. I suck. I'm, I'm a second late. I'm an inch off. Like. Yep. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. And I was a brown belt, right? Like. Yeah. Six months of like, I'm never going to, not, I'm never going to get a black belt. Like I'm never going to be a black belt. I'm not. I don't even feel like that. I just feel like. I'm not even, my jujitsu's no good right now. I can't understand things. I'm second late. I'm, I'm, my strength is no good. It's because you're still trying to use it. That's what I mean. Like I'm (laughs) trying to like muscle through everything again and I hadn't been doing that as much and yeah. Well, the other part that sometimes we don't realize is as you went up in belt level, like everyone they increase the difficulty a little bit. Like yeah. people are giving more of themselves in, in each of your roles than they were. Like the drilling's not getting harder, Mm-mm. right? And and the techniques aren't getting harder and the instruction isn't getting more in depth. It's it's really just a personal thing. And everybody goes through it. It's not, mm-hmm. you're not alone. You're not the first person. Somebody listening to us right now has either been through it or going through it or is going to. That's just the way it is. Well, the people get to hear I'm going through it right now. Well. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll be out and then I can be like, hey, this, it did end. Well, we'll just uh, continually check in and see where you're at. 
So going forward into season two, we are really going to make a solid effort to at least get you guys two episodes a month. Um, it is very difficult with with Ashley's work schedule and then parent responsibilities and then the academy and I'm now involved in some other stuff business wise. So, mm-hmm. and that was one of the big things. You started a new job somewhere else uh, in a completely different city, a different rehab center. So, I mean, just even just travel time takes away from your ability to to be here and to do this. Yeah. So, and I started doing some other things as well. So it is tough. But with season two moving forward, we're going to try to get two episodes every time. And then we're going to we're going to bring the Instagram back because um, we killed it off. And then maybe try to put like some actual content out. And uh, it's crazy. We did this, this flying arm bar reel on Instagram a week ago, two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Last week, I think. Yeah, and we put it on on my academy's website, and that reel got more views and attention than anything we've ever posted. So there's some power in the reels. I guess we should utilize that. Yeah, that's like the trend now, apparently. Well, as humans, like, we can't read. <laughs> we have to listen, which is why uh, this is a podcast and not a blog. we're also not good at. <laughs> right. And uh, it needs to be a video. Like every, everything has to be a video. So, yeah, so it's like stimula- stimulation thing. But it was fun. So I don't know, we'll just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Some instructional stuff and fun stuff. Yeah, um, super fun. Also going to try to redo the website and put like a companion blog on there. Because um, there are certain things that maybe I have more expertise in than, than Ashley does or or vice versa as far as like stretching, diet, things that uh, a companion blog would be good or even just... Somebody wrote in, hey, we would really like like a reading list. Um, some people have asked me different things that like I listen to or read or take in, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like mindset for competition or just daily training or just life. Um, I want to put some stuff in there this season as far as like, you know, like book reviews type things. And um, Yeah, I know we had talked about that before and I think a lot of people would be interested in that for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you're reading some different things too. Um, Ashley put me onto this book, was it uh, the Four Agreements mm-hmm. book? And just reading that, it's a very short read. Um, I think I was able to take things away from that as like, as far as an instructor goes. Like, I found a way to make that a jujitsu instructor manual and, and find things to put in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if yeah. we do a, it's do been a used reading. against me already. <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> you, you gave me the ammo. I've been reading some really interesting books too. Yeah. And we've got some guests lined up this season. We've figured out how to actually have people call in and uh, not get crappy quality. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. And this season we are, so last season we were sponsored by Martial Arts on Rails. And they have since changed their name to Gym Desk. So this season we are powered by gymdesk.com. It is a fantastic martial arts studio management software. I personally use it myself. Um, I'm not being paid to put this on there. It's just uh, the owner is a friend. He is a jiu-jitsu guy, and he has provided a service that I use. And at this point, I don't think I could operate without. Just so many great features. And uh, so gymdesk.com, if you are an academy owner, doesn't even have to be jiu-jitsu. Taekwondo, karate, judo, whatever you do, like there's there's a a feature there for you that you should try to use. So gymdesk.com. For all your martial arts school management needs. 
And on season two, we picked up a second sponsor. And this one's cool because it's a friend of mine. But uh, we are now powered by Choke Lab. So chokelab.com. They have some sick geese, belts, hoodies, patches, and just some of the best jujitsu content on social media, period. It's really good. Yeah. So that's uh, chokelab.com. Check that out. We're going to be working out some sort of coupon code for the Dojo Storm listeners here soon. So we'll have that for you guys. But in the meantime, head over to the website, grab a gi, grab a hoodie. Um, they got these really cool gi weave belts. A lot of the people have made them too, but like the quality on this was just hands down. It's the best one I own. So it's, yeah, it's super nice. Yeah, you'll be wearing your Choke Lab gi for the, uh, the Boise Open here in a few weeks. Yep. So that'll be pretty cool. I can't wait. I feel really cool in it. <laughs> and that doesn't happen very often. So. <laughs> Got to take what I can get. No, it, it's great. Um, yeah, definitely check out chokelab.com. And if nothing else, even if you don't have money right now or whatever, just follow them on Instagram. Like some of the content is incredible. Uh, great, quick instructional stuff. And uh, they also have digital download instructional stuff that they have on the website. And the pricing is low. There's some really good series on there. Um, I was lucky enough a couple months ago to be involved in the filming of one of them that hasn't been released yet. And I can't say who the people are, but it's going to be amazing. I was one of the guys on the camera crew for that. And I was so nervous that I would pay attention to what was being taught and not what I'm doing with the camera. And then I'm just like recording a foot or, or my feet or something. It was so, the content was so good. And I just like things anyone can do and plug into your game right now. Um, what I will say is it's, Two, two brothers from Brazil, and they're black belts. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say because <laughs> I can't ruin it. But it is going to be, what the kids say these days, fire <laughs> or lit <laughs> or litty. I've never heard that. You never heard someone say litty? No. I'm old. I think I'm older than you. I think the expression <laughs> is it's Liddy like you're a cool. titty, I believe. Is you're cooler than me, though. So <laughs> sometimes when they say things like I call it teenager hour at my work, it's the kids get off school, CUNA high school, and they all come over and hang out at a rehab center. Yeah, like it's it's all the teenagers all at once. And I call it teenager hour and they all they all know each other because it's so small. You probably fit in really well with that age group. <laughs> I do. Oh, well, actually, I don't know what they're talking about half the time, but it is hilarious. Okay, so tomorrow when you're at work, and they are, or Wednesday when you're at work, when they all come in, you just say Liddy. I'm going to do it. You should. Yeah, because sometimes I'll be like, the other day I was like, so what does full send mean? Because I have no idea what that means. And they had to like <laughs> explain. <laughs> and, and the definition they gave you is actually incorrect, and the veteran in me wants to smack all of them. Is it? Nope, let's not even get into it because I'll oh. get angry. Oh. Because it's not what they think it means. Swerve. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> hey, you're a blue belt now. So there's that. I'm a blue belt now. Yeah. Um, let's you had talk about that day. The day you got your blue belt? Yes. Okay, well, go. I don't remember. I remember. I'm sure you do. Oh, I do. Go. Uh, well, we had had conversations prior that I probably wasn't going to get my blue belt for a while. And like I had accepted that and I thought 
that I'd be a white belt for a long time, especially reading Jiu-Jitsu University, knowing that I probably needed to be, you know, at that level for at least a couple of years. And so that day when you called my name, gotcha. <laughs> I was standing there and I can't remember who was next to me, but I froze. They pulled my gi mm-hmm. and they were like, like, come on, go. And I was like, no, no, it's not me. I they do. didn't call my name. I mean, he didn't call my name. They. <laughs> okay, so we put the belt on. Uh-huh. Did you suddenly have new superpowers? No. In fact, I felt very naked. <laughs> I was like, I can't hide behind my white belt anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's not abnormal, though. Like, I think, well, you and I just talked about this the other day. Every belt I've ever been awarded except for the black belt, I was like, I don't deserve this. Yeah, I think we we had like a whole episode. No, I just mean you and I just, just the other day we're talking about this. Yeah. Like I got my blue belt and I'm like, yeah, you sure? And my purple belt, like, mm, I don't look like those guys. And the same with the brown belt. And I guess by time black belt, I had already been involved in jujitsu for, I don't know, 15, 14 years, 14 years. Uh-huh. 15 years. Yeah, 15 years uh, when I got my black belt. And that was the first time when a belt was tied on me. I'm like, yes, I I should be here. Not like, yes, I deserve this, but like, no, I just, 15 years, you know, like I've been through a lot. Like, mm-hmm. and, and we talked about this one. There's levels, you know, like I'm a black belt. Hobson Moore is a black belt. We're not the same, <laughs> but I'm still a black belt, you know. And there are other black belts I know, and I look at them, and I look at me, and I'm like, we're not the same. Like, I don't, I don't think they're where I'm at, but they still are a black belt. They're still, you know, so there's levels to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the hardcore, like purple belt metal chasers or the AOJ and the whatever, like they'll dust most average black belts like myself, you know, like it's just under that rule set with those points and advantages and whatever, like that's, but their whole game is funneled into that. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, that's not abnormal to get a belt, and, but you grow into them, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to trust that whoever is, whoever scale you're on, they have more experience and there was something they wanted to see in you and they did. Or, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but like, we'll talk about this when we talk about Tampa because Hobson said something that was like, it struck me and it stuck with me during that that camp Mm -hmm. so blue belt um so you got that in what june yeah yeah Yeah. it was like a couple days after the tournament or something like that so you're approaching a year at blue and jiu-jitsu has gotten harder and then it's gotten fun and it's gotten not fun and then the other day you're like oh i'm having fun again i think that was like friday night you're like oh i'm having fun again yeah yeah so i had a couple months where i was like I don't want to go. I'm not having any fun. I'm just getting smashed. I can't remember things. Like, it was tough there for a minute. Yeah. Um, I mean, still tough. Well, you and I were just talking about this in general over the weekend. In any situation, like, it's easy to see the negative and not see the opportunity. Um, And then if you want to, this is a saying that I, I heard a long time ago when I was in the service. It was, if you want to change your altitude, change your attitude. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, and I was talking with this kids about this today, you know, like I told him, Hey, we're going to drill double legs today. And the kids, like some of them groaned, I don't want to do that. I don't like this. I don't, really? yeah. Some of them, they don't feel strong or confident in their takedowns. Oh. I said, well, guys, and that's the thing that we have to do, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's, we can't just run from things that we don't. That's how I feel about foot sweeps. <laughs> judo. Yes. Yeah. In judo. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> So, but I know I need to work on them. It's just, yeah. Sure. But, yeah, coming up on a year at Blue. You had one tournament at Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the tournament itself, we won't really talk about it. It was, it was a shit show. Uh, it smelled. That was the venue. Like. <laughs> that was an actual cattle auction facility. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So weird. I think me and Tom, like a bunch of us, had like some weird hay allergy after that. It was so weird. And that was December. We were inside in uh-huh. this, but yeah, it wasn't a good venue. It was it was very poorly run. Um, so that's that new way grappling, and they teamed with BJJ Fanatics. If I were anyone important at BJJ Fanatics, I would attend one of these, and then reconsider lending my name to it. Because there's no one actually from BJJ Fanatics. The rule set is pretty sketchy. <laughs> the referees were volunteer from the crowd. Some of them were competitors who were like ripping a gi off to go ref a match for they, they one of their some teammates. Kinks that they need to sort through a little bit. Yes, it was. And, and it was a week before Christmas, too. Yeah, so, so that didn't draw out very many people. Poor planning there. So you had one girl in your division who you've had the, that's who you fought at the Boise Open last year. She took first, you took second. Yes. Um, watching it and like as your your coach at this event, I still think you carried last year into this one and weren't able to really show your full skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that happens. And we have some good footage to to go over and, and see what we need to fix, but it's still a good experience, like getting out there and even a bad day in competition is better than nothing. Yeah, I can say that now. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and I am glad that I did it because I had an experience that I, I, I had been tired in tournaments before, but nothing the way that I was at this one. And I don't know. Which is interesting because you had, what, two fights, this one? Yeah. And at the, the Boise Open, you had, like, four? Yeah. So. And not, and, like, even grappling, I had more. And yeah. I, it was so different. This is, because it was it was the same person, too. And she had become a blue belt probably the same time you had. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of you haven't improved, or have, sorry, have improved. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> no, no. Both <laughs> of you have improved, obviously, since the first time you fought. And this one kind of really went the same way the last one did. Um, so that's what, very much that's how it lets me know that this is just a mental block for you. And I think it's this person. Like we start, we can make a monster out of anybody. Yeah. You know? So from mice to monsters is, is something I used to say a lot with the competition team when I was in California. Like what happens is some of you guys will look up the person if you don't know them or if you fought them before, you'll just play it back. And we start to make them bigger than they are Mm -hmm. stronger and more knowledgeable and quicker. And like Mm -hmm. in our mind, we just, they go from mice to monsters. And then that leads to the other big error, which, uh, BJJ mental coach, Gustavo Donchis is another buddy of mine and former teammate when we were in Ovignon. Like he talks about all the time. Don't 
predict the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you did. I think you went in like, well, she's beat me before. She's going to beat me again, but I'm going to give my best. We also talk about this quite a bit often on the mat, but I didn't believe in myself. And that was a huge problem for me and the mental part of it. And that is why I think I went home that day or maybe the next day and I started like doctor Googling mental toughness and how to improve your mental this or that. And like we talked a lot about that. You guys from, can't see the glares I'm shooting because I've been preaching that since the second uh, class she took. That's why I'm saying we talk mm. about it a lot. And it's for me, that is the biggest part that I'm having trouble with even still. Well, it's a conscious choice. And that you hate it when I say that. All the students hate it when I say that. But I you, hate it. You have to. You have to decide. Like, I'm going to prevail, or I'm going to be a little bitch. <laughs> that, that's really it. Like that. I have no nicer way to like, say that. In my mind, I don't think I'm going to be a little bitch. But like, I do think like, mm, she's kind of like stronger than me, better than me. And then I get like on that train, like, and then it's like. The train derails. And then I, I remember when we talked about this afterwards and I was trying to explain to people how I felt. I, f I was like, I would reach for a lapel and it felt like my hands were moving through molasses. That's literally what it felt like. I couldn't control my body. It was the most insane feeling. What? For the last two minutes, you've said, I don't feel like a little bitch, but then you gave me a whole bunch of reasons that just sound like little bitch reasons. Oh. It's the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> I'm rubbing yeah. my fingers together. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, and, and I'm not, I'm not getting on you because I know your game is deeper than what you showed. I know your abilities. I know you are, I know you're better than what you showed. All your teammates know you're better than what you showed. Like it's, it's. I heard you all. <laughs> It's just, it's in your head. You're you all yelling at me. And it was pretty funny to watch the video afterwards. Yeah. Well, without doing a play-by-play -play for people who weren't there and all, there was that early in the match, early in the match, you slapped a triangle on and you were calm and cool and were working it. And when she started to work her way out, there was one or two tiny things you could have done mm -hmm. the, that you've been taught that you just didn't do. Yeah. And then that was the beginning of the end. Once she yeah. passed and then it was... Once a lot of people feel like they've lost the momentum. Yes. Now it's always just trying to like you're fighting to get back in the fight. Yes. Instead of. That's really what it felt like. Yeah. Instead of going, okay, cool. She escaped the triangle. Like what's next? You're yeah. like, oh my God, you're in a hole trying to climb out. And yes. she's just smacking you in the head like whack-a-mole every time you try to pop up. That is a very good. Because she didn't finish it. you at all. And. You were never in submission danger, not once. Nope. Not even close. Nope. Right? Like, so. Yeah, but she, yeah, she. She just moved around, scored some points. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, she's come for points and everything. And that's okay. It is what it is. Uh, what was interesting about that is because the rule set allowed toe holds and knee bars at Blue Belt. <laughs> and so <laughs> you and I worked on some of those things. And when you went for that, I remember hearing her yell to the ref, she's grabbing my feet. And the, <laughs> I don't ref, even the ref just like shrugged <laughs> like, yes, she is great observation, <laughs> you know? So, and, and this is a nice girl, you know, we see her at the events and I'm not trying to trash her, or her academy or whatever. 
um, the one thing that needs to happen is if you're going to enter a tournament, you need to know the rules because they vary. So if you're going to a grappling industries and you're a blue belt, you need to know that knee bars, toe holds, slicers, that stuff that's in play. Mm -hmm. And if you train an academy that doesn't regularly train those things, they're not wrong for that. Mm -hmm. But I would say book a private lesson then. Like get get with your professor, your coach, whatever. But hey, I'm doing this tournament. These things are allowed. Mm -hmm. I need them. I know you're not going to teach them to the whole class, but I need them. I at least need the defenses. And what good coach anywhere would be like, no. For one, business-wise, that's dumb. No, I won't take your money. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do a flying triangle private lesson. Cool. It's your money. It's your time. <laughs> but also, you want to see your people be successful. You got to give them the tools they need. Mm-hmm. So, no, you don't need to derail your whole class and teach your whole academy things that are typically illegal. But if someone books private with you, help them out. Or, eh, never mind. Scratch that. I was going to say something dumb. <laughs> so, anyway, you're a blue belt. Uh, and then shortly after that, you met Hobson Moore for the first time. Yes. He came to a seminar. So, like, what was that like, your first Hobson Moore seminar? It was awesome. I, it's a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. He was, he went fast. He, but like, not too fast. Don't scare people off who are listening. Like, no, no. His brain just works differently. Yes. And it's different than a normal class. Like, it's a seminar. You're going to get a lot more information. You're going to feel like that mouth over the water hose thing that you used to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Well, I've been to a ton of seminars. Like, I've spent so much money over the the last decade and a half or whatever. Hobson's brain works different. Most people teach a technique and a counter or whatever. Hobson gives you sequences. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to this, and then when the guy does this, we're going to do that, and then if he does this, we're going to do that, and da, 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 da. And then at the end, he always picks someone, and he's like, good, now show the whole seminar. <laughs> and everyone's always like, oh, God, don't pick me, don't pick me. <laughs> I hide. He's been my coach forever. I hide. No. Oh, for no – I know what's coming at the end. I usually, like, go somewhere or grab a camera or do – I can't. <laughs> my brain, I am not – I'll get pieces of that. And one of my students or one of my teammates will get pieces of that. And over the next two or three weeks, we'll put it back together and I'll be able to do it. Oh, man. But after, if I ever tried to hide at a seminar you taught, I'd get so much trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would get in so much trouble. You're not me. Okay, I got to go get my phone real quick. Nope, nope. <laughs> this is one of those incredible double standards that you just have to live with. <laughs> That's terrible. Nah, Although that happened to me at the last seminar that I <laughs> attended, and I didn't even know that that was happening until the very end. That was by request. He requested you. But yes, but we'll get there. But the sequencing and like putting stuff together that all started happening, and I didn't even realize until let's it not was get too ahead. late. Let's, let's not get ahead. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. There's a reason that it went that way. So. You had your first Hobson Moore seminar. That was mm-hmm. your first time around a black belt world champion. Because mm-hmm. I am not one. We need the sad trombone sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really cool experience. And then you got to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, us, me, you, him, like, had a dinner mm-hmm. and then sat around a fire. And mm-hmm. you got to see non-jujitsu 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 hobinho like that we talked about covid 
books, kids. You guys had a lot to talk about. You know, he has yeah. uh, three children, two of which are the same age. Mm-hmm. His twins are the same age as your daughter. So, like, you get. To, I think that's cool because you get to see that, like, they're real people. It's very relatable. It makes him very relatable. Right. So very down to earth. On top of like, okay, eight-time world champion, IBJJF Hall of Fame, like legend, like they're in, mo- in some circles. They say you know that referred to as the goat or the greatest of all mm-hmm. time. It's always a toss-up between Hodger Gracie and Hobson Mora. Yeah. And Hodger's friggin' huge, and Hobson fits in my backpack. Like it's <laughs> and and to they're giants. Mm. For different reasons, you know, he's he's one of the greatest competitors to ever play the game. So to sit around a fire and hear him talk about playing with his kids or the book he read on the plane, or I think that's a side of of Hobson Moore that a lot of students won't get to see. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do a podcast. We just we were a mic short. One of them died. So it was a very whirlwind weekend too. It was fast and yeah. Wasn't a lot of downtime. It always is because when these guys come in, like they have an academy they're running and then they have a family and they have whatever. And then there's travel time and they want to teach and they want to train. Plus they usually want to see a little of whatever your city has to offer. Yeah. And then spend time with whoever their student or the, excuse me, the affiliate is. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's always a lot and you don't want to keep them away from their family for long. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that was it. Your first, that was that was your first seminar, wasn't it? I don't want to like fangirl or anything. <laughs> what about? <laughs> it was really cool to meet him. Like, right, but that was your first jujitsu seminar ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So after that one, would you say that your money was well spent? Very much so. Yeah. I and I I don't know if this is how it is for everybody else, but you don't get to see everyone all the time like there's people who come to the morning class and yep. then people who come to the evening class and it's like the seminar everyone's out you go months without seeing people and that you know like family reunion it's that's yeah exactly like they're your family and you're like oh i haven't seen you in six months like this is so cool yeah so that is like one of my favorite parts yeah no it's cool the everyone, seminars. everyone and then, comes together Usually everybody stays and like we get to roll and it's just, it's a really good time. I really enjoy them. Yeah. Years ago I was writing for BJJ weekly and one of the, I can't remember, editor or somebody was like, Hey, you can write about whatever you want this time. We don't have a topic. We don't have anything for you. And I had just been having a conversation with a friend who was like, I don't go to seminars. It's a waste of my money. Like I'll never remember all that, this, that, and the other. And so I wrote this article about why everyone should go to seminars. I don't care if you're a white belt, if it's your first week or whatever. If there's a seminar coming, you should go. Because the seminar, no matter where you train, like, okay, so I'll use Hobson Moore as an example. If you train with Hobson Moore every day at the Tampa HQ Academy, that's great. But there are going to be certain things that he doesn't do maybe as well as someone else or a certain game or a certain style or whatever. So like he had Cobrinha come to his academy. When a legend invites a legend, you should go, mm-hmm. you know? No, I'm not saying I'm a legend. I'm saying whenever your instructor sees a particular skill set that maybe someone else can offer a better perspective on mm-hmm. and he's willing to put up the money because this costs us money, mm-hmm. 
and plane tickets and lodging and scheduling nightmares to get this person here, your instructor sees value in that for you. You should go. Yeah. Where some people are like, eh. Like some of our guys are, are like heavyweights. And they're like, well, I'm not going to go because he's a little guy. He does little guy jujitsu. That's that's the wrong mindset, mm-hmm. you know. And those of you who want to be, I was listening to this Eric Thomas thing earlier today, and they were talking about opportunities for these college students, mm-hmm. where if they have like seminars or workshops or things, or like how to be a millionaire, how to make your first meal, how to whatever, and people aren't going. Yeah. And he said to those kids, he goes, "You're not that deep. You're not. You're not that good yet that you can skip opportunities." Yeah. So if if your instructor is bringing in, you know, a black belt or a high level grapp, maybe not even a black belt, maybe you got like a, a purple belt world champion or a high level grappler or like mm-hmm. your instructor sees a value in that, you should go. Mm-hmm. We're talking about really nothing in, in the long term as far as money is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, like you should go and get the experience. And like you said, it's part of community. See the people who maybe are on a different schedule than you or maybe you'll meet new people who are at your school that you don't even know. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, how long have you been training here? Nice to meet you. you know, <laughs> like, it's a good experience. Uh-huh. So to take that a step further, you went to your first association camp shortly after. Mm-hmm. So that was October last mm-hmm. year in Tampa, mm-hmm. which was great because it was starting to get cold here. And we took, what was it, 12 of us? Yeah, something like that. And it was over 10. Yeah. Is it 12 or 13? 12 or 13 of us all jumped on the plane, head down to Tampa, and for three days trained jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And went to the beach, and we went to Bush Gardens for the Halloween thing. Yep. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I dragged Ashley through some haunted houses. Can, can we just... I hate haunted houses. That's great. And I went. She successfully warded off anything that would jump out at her with her best mom voice by stomping, pointing, it and going, It only happened like once. No. <laughs> and these poor Bush Gardens employees just cowered back into the darkness. <laughs> so it worked. It did work. It was just a reaction. I didn't even like... No. <laughs> it was fantastic. I almost peed myself laughing. It was the <laughs> highlight of the Bush Gardens trip. I'm so glad that I made you laugh. Yeah. So Tampa... Um, 76 schools, I think that number's still accurate. So much fun. Um, contribute, and it's, it's... There's a lot of people on the mat. On the hour, different black belt, different instructor. Yeah. You get to meet your teammates who you never met from other places. Mm -hmm. From Canada, there's people from Brazil, like, it was just a very, very large scale event. Mm -hmm. And then you mix it up, too. Like, we didn't go to all the instruction, we would skip out and go to the beach for a little bit because we live in Idaho and we don't have a beach or palm trees or <laughs> nice weather or five lane highways or oh, a- anything yeah. that exists in Florida. Uh, yeah. It was a great time. So what was your thoughts on, on Tampa camp? I thought it was incredible. Um, everything. like, <laughs> Yeah. It's just, <laughs> there's so much information you hope to take in, you know, p- bits and pieces and, I I have my notebook and I was looking over it the other day and from the Tampa camp I have like one page. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> in that it's environment, like, it's almost too tough. It was but like 
you get all the training with different people um, and you get to roll and, you know, they have open mat and you get to ask questions to people who have just so much knowledge and so much experience and and just different perspectives. Like, so and, you met my teammates, yeah. that which is, I think, cool for you guys, because sometimes you only see your, your professor as like, this is my instructor. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys don't realize I'm someone else's teammate. Yeah. So you got to see me amongst my peers. Yeah. You got to see a couple of my friends get their black belts, which was sick. Was super. Um, you know, a couple of us got, like, I got my first degree. Um, Jeremy got his second degree. Know, and him and I joined Army New together. So you got your first degree and Oh yeah. And you got a really shiny piece of little glass, medium sized, that says Thanks for being with us for ever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> so what she's talking about is a, a tenure affiliate award. So that's someone who has run a Hobson Mora school, not been on the team, but run a Hobson Mora academy for over 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think you, like watching you get that was really incredible. You were very, you were blown away in that moment. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I thought like, okay, I'm, I'm being called up to get my first degree, which if you understand how the promotion system works, you know, it's every couple of years at Black Belt, you, you know, get a degree and, mm-hmm. um, even that, my attitude has changed on that a little bit from a conversation with Joseph. Like before, I was like, okay, yeah, you just you just get it. But, like, if you really dig, the IBJJF has a criterion of what this person is supposed to have done and or contributed to the, the art for by each of these degrees. Oh. And uh, I looked it up. And so the degree means more to me than it did before. Because before, I thought it was just a time thing. But now, like, there is... That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. So it's... It's cool, um, and to be be recognized by all of your peers, and mm-hmm. and to be there and recognize them too, which is yes, amazing. You know, like it is like the community is right, and you don't always feel that. You'll feel it on a small scale at your academy, like hey, these are my teammates or whatever, but you don't think about it on a, on a larger association basis. Mm-hmm. And I just read this thing the other day. It was like the top 10 largest associations in the IBJJF. We're on there. Mm-hmm. Arm and you is cool because it doesn't feel that way. It feels still very small and tight knit, um, but but it's really not. If you look at the numbers and the schools and the – how many black belts did we promote at that time? Oh, my gosh. It was like 18? No. 14 or 16. Yeah. When they went to take that picture, we had like 34 black belts on the mat. Oh, man. Right. Like crazy. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like our team's growing. And then I I didn't think about it until the plane ride home. How did that feel for Hobson to look out and be like 30 some odd black belts? One of which was his son, which is super cool. That was probably one of the, my most memorable moments. Yeah. Being there. So that was. Watching that was super emotional for them and like just really beautiful. Everybody was actually really emotional. It's really fun. Was but like to be there, I was like, whoa, I'm witnessing something. I feel like I shouldn't be here, but it's really cool. You saw there are not very many female black belts in our menu. Mm-hmm. I want to say less than five. And you saw two of them be made. Yes. So that's also cool, too, to see more as our organization grows for it to diversify and see more female you know, professors and 
Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And I think for you as a female jiu-jitsu practitioner, you'd be like, oh, I can see that's what's po- it's possible. It, it's totally this could happen to me. It is possible. It's very far away. <laughs> sure, but it's possible. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah, I'm yeah. still riding this blue belt. So Whoa. back back around to Tampa camp before we go down to Tangent Ashley land. land. Yeah. Tangent land. Uh, it's just <laughs> Ashley land. Um, if we have our menu listeners who don't train with us, who don't know us, but they listen to the podcast and they skipped the camp last year, what would you say to them? Uh, in nice words. <laughs> no, I mean, don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be there. Right. Like, you're missing out. You don't even know what you're missing out on. How could you know you need to go? I started saving for this October's camp the week we got back. Mm. Every month I put a little in there, put a little in there, put a little in there, so that the whole thing is not on my credit card like last year's. <laughs> Smart. We did it big last year, though. Yeah. We got a nice hotel. We ate good every night. It was so much fun. We rented a convertible BMW M class. Because <laughs> you got to look cool when you show up to train. I ate these garlic crab fries. So good. I'll never forget. And now neither will all of our listeners. Never. <laughs> we waited an hour for those things. Yeah. It's just, it's a different, I think it's a different vibe there too. Um I think that's one of the downsides of where we live, where we very much experience four seasons and long hours of darkness and colder temperatures, where a lot of people are like, <laughs> it's easier to like, no, I'm going to skip training today, I'm going to Netflix it, or I'm going to hang out at home or whatever. Like, yeah. when I lived in Florida and ran my academy in Florida, it's warm all the time, the sun's out all the time, it's easier to want to go train even after a long work day or whatever, and then you train and then you're like, who's going to the beach? Who's doing, who's, who wants to paddleboard? Who wants to surf? Who wants to, Yeah. even just, I'm not a big drinker, but like, Hey, you want, you want to grab a drink at a dock bar and watch the boats come in and out? Or like, it's just easier to be active. I think it requires, I don't say less discipline, but it, it requires more discipline to live somewhere like this. Cause the sun drops at 5 PM here, you know, come, Come November, December, it's dark. Pitch black dark at five. A little cold. Yeah. And it's not getting light again until 7.30 a.m. the next day. Yeah. Over 12 hours of darkness. (laughs) Like, it's tough. And you're right. I get up for that 6 a.m. class sometimes, and I look at my phone, and I'm like, ooh, 17 degrees outside. (laughs) Oh, the mats are going to be just a walk from the car to the truck, the truck to the car. And I don't live far enough away from the academy that the heat in my truck ever actually gets warm. No. You know? And then the mats are cold, even though oh the heat's God. been on so two hours cold. before the academy. The heat came on at 4 a.m. trying to get it to temp. But it was 17 degrees, and we're trying to get it to 69 degrees. Like, yeah. it's a, I think it does take a little bit more embrace the suck mentality to be a consistent performer in a place like this. And I was talking to your former teammate, Tyson, my former student, and he's in uh, Minnesota now. And he's like, it's the same thing here. Like, it gets cold, it gets dark, the number of training partners goes down a little. Yeah. You know, that's just human tendency. Like, 
it's easier to say, I'll go tomorrow <laughs> or I'll, I'll skip the 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, we got your teammate, Damien, was a 6 a.m. warrior, man. Mm-hmm. He ain't been there in months. I was ragging on him tonight. And he <laughs> says, maybe in the spring. <laughs> and you know what? It, like, yeah, I would love him to be there now, but like, it's hard to argue with that. It's cold it is, and it's yeah. dark. It, the roads are empty and you just, oh God, no, one, is warm. no <laughs> one's even going to work yet. And I'm going to jujitsu. Yeah. But there is something to be said for that feeling at six or excuse me, seven Oh five. When I'm walking out, I've already done more today than most people do by lunch. Yeah. I already need another shower. I already need, you know, yeah. so I do. I do have to say that whenever I do get a chance, I really don't have many chances to go to 6 a.m. class right now, right. which I is a huge bummer for me. Killers I, in there. I know, and I miss, <laughs> you know, I miss those people in there. Um, we don't have a single white belt anymore at 6 a.m. class. That's the, awesome. The last one was Jeremy, and he got thumped so much by <laughs> the purples and the blues <laughs> that he became a killer, and his first tournament was, like, easy. <laughs> that, was a, that was a very easy blue belt to tie, like, yep. No doubt about it. Yeah. And he's a new blue belt. Yeah. And he's catching purple belts. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, the 6 a.m. classes, it's a different mindset. Yeah. Like, if someone is willing to get up and be cold and they're about that action when they get there, it, yeah. they're not I there. I love to, it. I just wish I could go more someday yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, life changes and opportunities come and go and whatever. You know, current work schedule doesn't allow, but yeah. no big deal. So, you would recommend Tampa. I would recommend Tampa very highly. Me too. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're arming you, you need to go. And if you're listening to this and you're one of my students and you didn't go, you need to go. Does your promotion hinge on it? No. But <laughs> you should go. It's, like, it's so good for your knowledge and yeah. and just having that experience is huge. Just for us living in Idaho, like we're so inland just to stand in the sea. Like, well, you know, I feel about that. Well, yeah. And you got your ass kicked a little ocean judo too, which is cool. What? You don't remember? We were, oh, yes. I was like, some what judo, are you talking about? Some judo sparring and down in the water. Yeah, it was super fun. Ashley got dunked. And they have Dunkin' Donuts in Florida, which we don't have. Oh, my gosh. I had Dunkin' Donuts every single day that we were <laughs> in really Florida. Did, I did. You? Yeah, I did. I, oh I did not miss word. a day. I had Dunkin' Donuts every single day. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. <laughs> we don't have Dunkin' here. America runs on Dunkin'. It says so right on the commercial. <laughs> They're going to sponsor us next. That would be so <laughs> sick. If anyone from Dunkin' Donuts is listening, we don't have a franchise here in Idaho. One, I would like to open the first one. I so. was going to say, stop. That's our million-dollar idea. <laughs> it's not like it's new. There's one on every corner in Florida. Not here yet. No. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to send Ashley and I all the coffee, because that's the only coffee that we have here in the house <laughs> is Dunkin' Donuts brand. Cause I'll forbid anything else. <laughs> so Dunkin', if you want to sponsor us in any way, if you could find a way, cause I think we have Dunkin' in Salt Lake. If you could have. Too far of a drive. It I is. Know. So if you guys could like airlift in some fresh strawberry frosted. I was going to say strawberry donuts. Strawberry frosted. Those are your favorite. Since I was a kid, that's an <laughs> East Coast thing. And being out here without it, it's just like, it's brutal. Yeah, I've been bringing you all the strawberry donuts from all the 
places nearby. And they all and pale in comparison. <laughs> and you're like, this one isn't good enough. This one is this, or this one's too cakey. <laughs> wow. So, all right. We're out of Tampa. We're back home. Did your tournament. Holidays. Holidays always means less training partners, less whatever. People are doing Bad. their thing. It's tough. Holidays is tough for everyone. Um, Sickness. Yes. And then, yeah. The, the, over and over what was it? and over. Delta, then Omicron. And I got it again. You got it. I don't even know. Like, my daughter and I have just been on and off sick since November. Yeah. Just colds. I had laryngitis at one point that lasted two weeks. I lost my voice. It, yeah. I just pink eye. She got pink eye. I just, ah. Uh. I just, we're not going to make this a political podcast, but I'm just going to say I am so thankful that COVID stops at the Florida border because all 12 of us <laughs> came back from a state with no mandate, no whatever, and not one of us came back positive. And we were in a really hot, crowded, steamy room. Hundreds of people <laughs> from all over the country. Anyone could have been a carrier. Oh, my gosh. And somehow, well, it's because COVID doesn't exist in Florida. It just stops at the state line. There's no COVID in Florida. <laughs> no. We're getting a little political here, aren't we? No, no. I'm just stating the facts. <laughs> so, like, when you get at Tampa International, when you step out of the baggage claim, you won't see a single mask. Yeah. Unless you get in an Uber, you won't see one. Uh-huh. And there was no help wanted signs. And there was no waiting in really long lines because yes. people were short-staffed. It was just like... It was so bizarre. It was such a strange contrast to here where everything is closing at 7. Our Walmart closes at 10 <sighs> I, because they're understaffed. Yeah. Everywhere's understaffed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just really odd, which has affected us too. And that's how I was bringing it back full circle. Like some of our training partners canceled with the omicron like oh nope can't do it you yeah. know or like and it sucks yeah. you know they're not bad people they're concerned they have every right to be concerned it's this situation has just detracted from jiu-jitsu a little bit yeah. and and that hurts community a little bit we've lost some good teammates yes hopefully they'll be back but anyway so hope so came back from tampa went through all the holidays then your second well, I guess this would be like your third seminar. No, we'll say one seminar, one camp. And then you had Joseph Manuel, who was Hobson's first American black belt. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I should know this. He's like one of my best friends too. Fourth degree? Did he, he just got his fourth. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so he got his fourth the day that I got my first. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the owner of Cutting Edge Jiu-Jitsu in New Jersey. He is head coach of a competition team somewhere else in New Jersey. Um mm-hmm. Probably one of the most knowledgeable black belts. And he is Mr. Chokelab. You know, so chokelab.com again. Um, he is producing incredible instructional stuff. Not his. He's he's not just a black belt. My man's like a black belt in like filming, production, editing. Like he's putting out very talented. You will never see production quality anywhere else like this. Not not Jujitsu X or Grappler's Guide or and those are all great resources, right? Even the AOJ.com, what a great one. But like the Chokelab stuff. It's cinematic. It's it's amazing. You know, the, the quality, the editing, the, mm-hmm. the it's, everything's perfect. Not only that, he's like such a nice guy. Yeah. He's uh, this is very, Joseph just loves jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And so you were talking about, so Joseph requested you 
to Uke for his seminar because you guys met in Tampa and you train together really well mm-hmm. and you're the same size. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Oh. That's how we knew what size gi to bring you. He brought oh. he brought you what he wears and it, oh. and it fit perfectly. I mean, he's heavier than you. Mm. Like 20 pounds or so. Okay. But like for, I'm considerably larger than him or Hobson. So it's not always comfortable for them to use me uke for a seminar right mm-hmm. like it's it's just better you know so he was like hey do you think she would mind and i knew you would freak out if i said something ahead of time so i didn't i <laughs> just i just sprung it on you five minutes before well but you said you knew that, or like you suspected yeah we, well we had been joking about it on the mat before oh. like people were talking about like who do you think he's gonna choose you know as uke or demonstrator and i was like or who was it Cody or someone was like, I think it's going to be either you or Carson. <laughs> Those were the choices. And then, <laughs> then you said that to me and I giggled. But anyways, I, um, it, it's a huge honor. Like it, it's really It's a front cool. row seat. Yeah. And you get to feel. So other people only see and you get to feel, mm-hmm. you know, the Kazushi in here, the grip here. The, it's, it, it's a great thing. But you had said something earlier about, Again, the sequences mm-hmm. and the reason that the Joseph teaches that way is because Hobson's his teacher. It was and it like was so cool. Even what you were working tonight in my class. Yeah. The sequences. Those are like, always my favorite. And we they're, have they're so much easier to remember. We have been brought up by one of the greatest to ever do it. So instead of like trying to memorize a technique, we give you a a pattern where it fits. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, like you said, it's, and it's usable information right away. Very. You know, when when I was at Gracie Baja, like, we went a whole <laughs> season without me ever saying it, I think. I avoided it so many Did times. You? I thought we talked about where you started. Did I? I think so. I thought I avoided it because I wasn't trying to, like, trash talk. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would, like, danced around it. Okay, oh. whatever. I was at Gracie Baja when I began. I didn't know Hobson more yet. Maybe it did talk came out last season. I don't know. But like the, the GB fundamentals program is strong. You know, like people always ask me, what do you think about Gracie Baja? I'm not going to trash it. In fact, if my mom, who's in her 50s, was like, Shane, I want to do jiu-jitsu. Where should I go? I'd say, find a Gracie Baja school. It's very structured. It's very, it's very safe. It's very family friendly. And not that my school is not, but like we don't work on this same. Mm, they, like There's like a curriculum that they follow every Right, and we have one too, but theirs is like, it's closed guard month, yeah. we're doing these four techniques, and you're not allowed to roll into your X amount of stripes or whatever. Right. It's very, very controlled, and that works for some people, works mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girl who we were talking about who beat you, she's Gracie Baja. She's yeah. not a slouch by any means. No, not at all. You know, like, mm-hmm. I used to train with Hamaloba Hall a lot in my early Gracie Baja days, and um, he's probably one of the greatest ever. So... Gracie Baja's not weak. I know there's a lot of like jokes and memes and like people call it Gracie Haha and whatever. It's a good team. Yeah. It's a little more business oriented, but it's a good team. Mm-hmm. But why are we talking about Gracie Baja? Oh, because it'll be. <laughs> sorry. I just felt the need because I didn't want to get attacked. I know a lot of my former friends and teammates listen to this. Uh-huh. And I don't want anyone to think that like I left and I'm shit talking. It's a great team. Um, my first professor is amazing. He's a legend too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I follow him too. Yeah. Like probably one of the greatest humans I've ever known. He's given me no hard 
feelings or whatever, I moved away. There just wasn't one available. It was yeah. something I, I didn't ask for that situation. Yeah. You know, but anyway, yeah, the, the teaching there is, is a little more simple. And I think I had never met anyone who taught seminars like Hobson does. Because the first time I met him was a seminar. And then after that, I decided to become his student. Oh, that's me talking <laughs> with my hands. Damn East Coasters. He's going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you watch too much of a Bronx tale. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been that way my whole life. Where I grew up, everybody talks with their hands. You do. If you're, if, if you're a student at Rain, then you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I talk with my hands. Like it, even right now, like I'm trying not to hit this mic cord. Because we're trying a different setup here, and it's right in my face. <laughs> Should be up here. But we'll fix that next time. But no, um, the the flows, the it's just different. I want to I want to say that's an arm and you thing. I'm sure it's being done somewhere else, but that's how. And I can't. No, it's not even fair because there are probably arm and you schools that don't train that way. But if you're at an arm and you school and your instructor spent time with Hobson Moore, not was just affiliate, but was a student then you're getting flows, no doubt. Like, that's that's what we do. I do love it when that happens. It's always, I, I love that so much. Yeah, it's good. So, we are not going to make it through this this topic list. No. But that's okay, because it was good just to get on and talk. Yeah. So. Should we just see. tangent and talk about my one screw-up when I was the uke? No, I wasn't actually. You you just did that to yourself. <laughs> we have to have some comic relief. Yeah, but without a video, is, I mean, do a short version, not <laughs> not an Ashleyville version. <laughs> It'd probably be funnier if you taught it. I mean, taught it if you talked about it. Uh, basically, it was a sequence, and it ended with like this little foot sweep scoop thing, and Professor Joseph wanted Ashley to use her foot to lift his foot off the ground and catch it with her hand? No, not your hand, your foot. No, not that hand. So are you going to tell other. it or am I going to tell it? What, <laughs> what are we doing here? You're going to tell it. Okay, then. And for whatever reason, in her squirrel brain, when he said, use your foot, she kept not using her foot. <laughs> and now suddenly everyone at the seminar is like yelling like your foot and she's like <laughs> looking and reaching it's this isn't that funny on the podcast you, you had to be there like you had to be there yeah and yeah i would i wasn't actually gonna bring this one up you did but yeah it was a giant blunder but you saved it and you nailed the whole thing thanks and then everyone clapped that was really interesting that everyone clapped yeah because we were all just happy you finally knew the difference between your hands and your feet. I was thinking that's what it was for. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't because you did a great job. Just we were we were all relieved. So oh, that way maybe God you she didn't. Finished. No, we were like, maybe she won't try to drive home with her feet. She'll use her hands. She knows the difference now. What a milestone for you. So we had a couple things on here that um that I did want to talk about. Oh no, actually, we we're almost done. We just went out of order. Cool, cool. So you're, the last thing I wanted to bring up was, since you become a blue belt, you started getting involved with coaching kids class, mm -hmm. which is the time that I started getting involved with coaching kids class. How has that helped your understanding of jujitsu? Or hurt? 
It hasn't hurt. I didn't think it was. I just had to say the other half. Yeah, gotcha. No, it... Well, first off, I, I love kids, and I love to be able to have the chance to help with the kids' class. But just seeing you teach it and teaching, like, the very basics has really helped me get back to the <laughs> basics. Because a lot of times I'll try to do complicated things in class and then that's when I get the most frustrated. So if I remember the basics, I'm able to, you know, roll a little less, I don't know, Ashley-like. <laughs> like, I'm muscling through this. Oh, wait, I can do shark bite. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We've really got to get you to laugh quieter. Oh, that's never going to happen. People <laughs> have been trying to do that for years. <laughs> she almost blows my ears out. Like I you need like a a little sign you can hold up that says I'm, I'm about to, to laugh, laugh. <laughs> so that I can reach up and bring your mic down. <laughs> that's what we need. Just like a little like a like a fan just like I'm going to laugh so I can just bring It's you. really hard cuz I have to remember to laugh and then also move my face away and I can't do both. <laughs> And if I try to, like, not laugh how I normally do, it's going to sound fake. I'm <laughs> holding it in. So, I think it's great that you started teaching. You're, so, to, just to be clear, you're not teaching on your own yet. Mm -hmm. You're assisting. But I think we learn a lot of patience, and you now see how frustrating it is to work with you because you're in my position, for my position. <laughs> Yes, it does require a lot of patience, mm -hmm. which I actually have quite a bit of patience, especially for these kids. They're and then explaining things often reaffirms what you know or helps you see another layer. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we should probably start wrapping that then. Uh, oh, so we talked about things we were going to do this this season. Mm -hmm. One of the things we wanted to try to get in was some some product reviews, mm -hmm. um, which we'll do more in-depth than in writing on the companion blog on the website. But I just started using the Pohada Ghee detergent, and uh, I want to get all the way through the bottle before I formulate like a... Yeah. But uh, maybe by the next episode, we'll have something to say about that. Okay. When we should mention what we what we're gonna talk about in the next episode as well. Yeah, we're not that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to talk a lot about nutrition as an athlete, and we had you and I. We have so many ideas of things we want to talk about. So, yeah. like, I I don't want to put something out there now and do something else. Yeah, for sure. But we could use the social media that we're supposed to be using in the <laughs> companion blog to hint at things. We also do want to make it easier to get your questions. So I'm trying to put a uh, question box right on the website. Mm -hmm. So we're not reading a bunch of DMs. But the absolute most asked question of season one so many times, and I ignored it every time. <laughs> Are you and Ashley a couple? <laughs> Why are you smiling and blinking at me like that? I'll let you answer. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like the other half yes. of 
me. Yeah, same. So peanut butter to my jelly. Don't be weird. This is why I avoided the conversation every time. (laughs) That's why I always threw this question out. You complete me. Stop. I'm going to mute your mic. (laughs) So this is... Some of you picked up on it, like the way we banter or the the conversational chemistry or whatever. This is really just what it's like in our house all the time. Like how you tease me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how he shows love, people. All right, let's let's don't need to use the L word. Just (laughs) back up a little bit. But yes, that was the most asked question. Are you guys a couple? Um, Yeah, and I think that's like an episode on its own, not the fact that we're a couple, but how training as a couple, because it has been great. It has been really tough sometimes for me as an instructor, for you as a student. Um, It has has caused us to take breaks from each other. It has (laughs) caused you to take breaks from jiu-jitsu. It has sent you to try other academies. It has, like, it's it's a... I'm surprised you said that on here. Oh, I definitely want the whole world to know you're a dirty creanchi, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yes, but I think it is really important, and it's tough. we're not the only ones. No, 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 and we know but other, I other think couples. this will come up more, and sure. this Well, we have married couples in our academy. But it's different. Right, but it's... I also experienced that years ago when I was married, and I was just a student. Yeah. My ex-wife was a student, mm. you know, so, like... I think a jujitsu relationship episode, that's a deep one. That right. might that might hit the two hour mark. I but don't know. I think this will be something that we'll come back sure. and revisit as years. Well, well, I mean, now that it's like out there, it's easier. I mean, there have been hints. If you've listened, we talk about what we do at home or what we eat or whatever. Yeah. Like it it to people who pay attention, it's been pretty obvious. But and then people who know us anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I think it's really, really tough. Somebody, nope. I'll save it for the. I'll save it for the episode. Okay. We should just do that one soon. Okay. Start the start the notes. There's a lot that could be said in that. There is, and like you said, it it'll come back because it's difficult waters to date a teammate. It's difficult waters for you to date an instructor. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me. I mean, it's at one point it, I just said I'll never do it. It's flat out unprofessional. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can't deny. <laughs> Can you? Okay. <laughs> Going to mute Ashley's mic now and finish this podcast. Stop. Turn away and like I'm like 10 nope. feet away. Go in the other room. Good God. Like this is what happens as we get past the hour mark. She gets weird. I also have been working for 10 hours today. I'm a little bit slap happy. Yeah. Uh, anytime He's we waving get... his hands at me because he wants me to be a little quieter. But it's never going to happen. I'm just going to turn your mic down or off. So <laughs> I don't think he can turn it down anymore. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> now no one can hear you at all. <laughs> I have the mixer. I control this universe. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so yeah, that was the most asked question. And, you know, we're just going to leave it at that. That was the question from the web. I think that's a good idea. That came in every single episode. Someone asked. So, yes, we are a couple. We have been well over a year, Mm. well before the podcast. Yes, we see each other every single day. We train together every single day. 
I am her instructor and her competition coach. She is my assistant kids coach, one of, uh, academy janitor, marketing, not quite, but you try. Sometimes. All right, just, you know, everything that needs to be done, she helps. So, and even this podcast, which takes more of our time. But, yes, to answer your question, we are a couple for now. Wow. Until, did I show you the mail order bride thing that came on the website today? (laughs) So, I want to end with this. This is hilarious. So, I was redoing our our website for the academy and I put a, like, a contact us form. We've always had a way to schedule a trial or ask a question, but I just left a blank, like, contact us where you can type whatever you want in. I put that up over the weekend within the first 12, 24 hours or whatever. There's this email from a Russian, excuse me, for a Ukrainian mail order bride <laughs> and i was just like this is why i hate the internet like who does that <laughs> it was quite descriptive well yeah well and it's it's not real it's it's like some scam to, yeah for sure they're looking for some sucker who's gonna click a link and send money or whatever but like that means either someone is out there scouring websites with opt-in forms or there's some sort of algorithm or something they have going That's but crazy. It, it was the weirdest thing for me to see because when i first wake up i look at you know the incoming email to make sure I don't have like an appointment or something. And it's, what was it? It was like Karina E. Who's the. Weird. Yeah. And then <laughs> someone has scheduled free trials as <laughs> Harry Potter, Bruce Lee. Stop. Oh, I got the Bruce Lee one the other day. No. Yeah. And I got uh, Big Just Bird like a month ago. Downright disrespectful. To Bruce Lee or to Harry Potter? Or me? Both, good sir. Oh. Both. Yeah, she's a <laughs> she's a, a Harry Potthead. So <laughs> I've never seen a single one of those movies. I have other things I like more, but Harry Potter's cool too. Yeah, yeah. We not. should have a whole episode on Superman. We have a lot to talk about that. Um, You can do that one by yourself. Oh, that'd be no fun. That's how I feel about Superman. You're the peanut butter to my jelly. Please stop. <laughs> I deeply regret ever publicly admitting that we're a couple now. <laughs> you are just going to be unstoppable with the weirdness. Yes. Nope. I'm going to get one of those like uh, cattle prods. I was going to say like you need like a... <laughs> or a shot collar. <laughs> so if you laugh without raising your little That's sign. That's going to make it worse. <laughs> if you don't raise your arm about like the I'm, laugh side. I'm like a wily coyote. Yes, that's exactly like, Yes, that's, that's, yes, that's exactly what I had in mind. Excuse me, I need to laugh some more. <laughs> yeah, just turn your head. So I think we crushed it. Um, that's really it. Again, if you own an academy, check out gymdesk.com. It is a fantastic software. It makes my life. It makes Ashley's life easier for us for as far as scheduling and uh, even correspondence. Uh, prime example, we had to do a quick emergency close of the school for almost like couple days when the the COVID, the Omicron came back around, it hit me, you know, and I had to get a hold of everyone at one time and I was able to send this mass email and a mass text message Mm -hmm. with two clicks of a button while I thought I was dying. It was so easy. I was sick, sick. It was bad. Yeah. But, uh, gymdesk.com, I've used them all. 
This is the best one. And then check out Choke Lab. Get like, like right now, while you're listening, go on Instagram, give Choke Lab a follow and check out the shop and, and support small jujitsu business because there are some big companies out there and I don't want to like trash any of them, but like the little ones that are owned by jujitsu guys, you know, whether they're making soaps or they're making t-shirts or geese, like support that stuff. Just help support the culture. And, um, I think that's good. We should try to showcase more small businesses. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Small jujitsu owned businesses. Mm -hmm. So we'll do that. We'll make a list. And if you've got something, if you've got a product or you've got, if you want to interact with us somehow, or you have a message that you want to get out there, or I don't know if you think you have something really interesting to say, or you want to talk to us, maybe get on the podcast, let us know, you know, we would, we would love to, so that I have someone to talk to. I have really interesting things to say. Is your mic still on? <laughs> it is. Damn. Excuse me. I need to laugh. Yeah, the, you're late on the sign. So at this point, uh, I think we're going to call it because this one is, she's done. So say goodnight, Ash. <laughs> goodnight, Ash. <laughs> Very good. She understood the assignment. Hey, guys, thanks for checking us out. Uh, again, we apologize for being gone. We, just, we were working out a lot of life stuff, but we're back and. Uh, training's going well podcast is is high on the priority list and we're just gonna, we're gonna keep going strong and we're gonna do better this time not even bring you the same quality but we're gonna we're gonna do better some product reviews and you might so. even let me talk some more you talk this whole time That's what yeah. the people you know, want <laughs> exit music perfect